Welcome to the Exponential Potential Podcast. Ignite your potential and thrive in times of great change with your hosts, Jennifer Evans and Claire Oatway. Join us and feel uplifted and inspired as we share with you powerful and insightful stories, top tips and tools with our expert guests on an array of topics covering all aspects of life and business designed to ignite your potential and help you thrive in times of great change. Hello and welcome to Exponential Potential Podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Evans, aka Zen Jen, and I am delighted to have a very special guest with us, Cheryl Lynn Taylor. Um, Cheryl Lynn has been working in helping and assisting people with their health, their in relationships, in partnerships, conscious business, and life transitioning, and so much more for at least, well, for over 30 years. Mm -hmm. um, and she is a medical intuitive healer, a spiritual guide, author, and facilitator. Her mission is to assist people in remembering the truth of who they are. And Cheryl Lynn acts as a conduit for divine wisdom, helping individuals and groups to move beyond perceived limitations and realign their entire being so that they can live their life, their, their higher purpose. Welcome, Cheryl Lynn. It's a pleasure to have you here. Thank you, Jenny. Um, it's wonderful to be here with you. Excellent. Um, and today we're going to be talking about letting go of control and more specifically as an adult, as a, as a parent with adult children who are going through addiction and psychiatric issues. And I believe, I'm sure that this podcast is going to be really beneficial for all of us that carry our loved ones, you know, our parents, our partners, other family members, as well as colleagues, clients, friends, you know, so I think this is going to be a really beneficial talk for, for everybody. So um, thank you again so much for being here, Sherilyn. So you call yourself the cosmic conduit. <laughs> I'd love to know, where did that all begin? How did that all start for you? Well, yeah, well, I'll start with the cosmic conduit that I was talking to a friend and uh, just trying to figure out what to call myself or how to describe what I do. And she goes, you're the cosmic conduit. <laughs> and it just was, it was like, ding, 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 ding. So that's, that's how I started using the name. And it felt a little uncomfortable at first because mm. it sounded like a little weird, but I am a little weird. So it was perfect. <laughs> Um, but I, I believe, you know, I don't have a full memory of when I was a baby, but I remember times when I was little, where I would see things or have perceptions of things, and would be told, you know, that I had an active imagination, or mm -hmm. that somehow I wasn't, wasn't right, or I shouldn't say that. Um, so I know I had these abilities, these intuitive abilities when I was little. Um, and they kind of, they kind of got squashed out of me <laughs> just from, you know, people thinking that it was weird. 
And um, it took, it took a lot of years for me to start trusting that inner wisdom that I, that I naturally have. Um, But then it came full force uh, kind of later in life. Although, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I had learned Reiki and different kinds of healing modalities when I was in my late twenties and thirties and certainly was a spiritual seeker. That, that was a big thing. I was always looking to different religions or spiritual philosophies, tr- just trying to figure out who I really, really am. And um, it wasn't until you know later in my life where I started having things happen, mystical experiences that could not be explained in normal societal terms that I was like, does this happen to everyone? It's like, no, no, it doesn't. Um, it can. It's just that in my world, in our world, there, there weren't a lot of words for it. So um, that awakening took a while. And then um, the medical intuitive stuff that I, f- I feel like it waited like the, those abilities waited to come in until I was actually ready to mm-hmm. use them in a way that wouldn't freak me out. And as, w- as well, um, where I really would understand, you know, what the purpose of like being able to see into someone's body, that's a very strange thing, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> being, being Having those kind of abilities, I wouldn't have known what to do with them if I'd gotten those when I was younger. So um, it, it definitely has been a maturing process. Yeah, it sounds fascinating and incredible. So my question as well, I have a question was, you know, you've really put yourself out there in terms of what you do. You're a conduit for divine wisdom. How do you put, move beyond your fears of being seen and putting yourself out there? And move beyond those fears and worries that most of us have regarding what other people will say, what other people will think, how, you know, how they perceive us. How did you move beyond that? Because it's a very brave journey to embrace the, you know, and, and own being a spiritual conduit and being able to channel the things that you channel. How did you move beyond those fears? Well, I would say I'm not 100% there. You know, there are mm-hmm. times where I still, oh, do I really want to say that, you know, for fear of being judged or um, being misunderstood. But it really, it feels kind of like a tap on the shoulder that if, mm-hmm. if I don't listen to it, if I don't do what I'm here to do, then things don't go well for me. <laughs> it's, it's like, it's like, um, you know, I'll, I'll hear something like a message that is for someone else. And, you know, I don't just randomly go around giving, giving those messages, but there's a reason why it came to me. And it might be during the course of a conversation that I say, you know, have you ever thought about, you know, maybe this perspective or that perspective? And then I get confirmation that, oh, there was, there was, there was a reason for that. It was not just random. So I think practicing in that way, just trusting that none of this is accidental, that I, I seem to have an ability to be able to take kind of airy-fairy sounding concepts and ground them in reality, because I think that that's one thing that I was always afraid of, that I would sound just like a nut 
like mm -hmm. oh you've got all this this your aura is this color and and it's like for most people that's like okay but I also think what you mean. That, yes I also think more and more haven't you found like more and more people are open yes. to to things that are unseen or scientifically difficult to explain it feels yes. like it's more of an opening and so that helps as well mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think well, the more you're out there being seen and being yourself, the more you are attracting the people that are either like you or need your assistance, your guidance. Yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The other thing I think for me is to, you know, there was a book years and years ago. I kind of remember it like, on my parents' bookshelf. <laughs> and it was like, feel the fear and do it anyway. Yeah, I remember that book. I remember that yeah. book? Yeah. And I read it, you know, sometime years ago. And that there's a, an element of that too. It's like, mm. yeah, you're afraid, but just the, the thing that I think that um, the understanding that you don't wait until you're not afraid to do something, the thing that makes the fear go away and d dissolve is actually doing it anyway yeah. you know and yes and so, yeah and yeah. and your book we'll talk more about your book but your book title is wise beyond your fears which is yeah. brilliant so we will talk about that a bit later on um yeah. so and we meant you mentioned you know people are ready more seem to be more open and ready to hear the sorts of things that people like yourself you know, people like me, people that are more in tune to their spirituality. Why, why do you think that's happening right now in the world today? I think for me, it's we've reached a tipping point. Mm -hmm. Kind of like if you if you think about how our ancestors were, you know, a couple of hundred years ago, you know, it's it much more connected to nature being out because there was no choice for survival. You had to grow your food and you had to you had to um, be in the world in a different way. And then as industrialization happened, um, you know, we're spending less and less time communing with the natural world mm -hmm. and getting more and more disconnected from mm -hmm. God, spirit, universe, whatever you want to call that energy that yeah. is beyond us. Because, you know, I don't know about you, but it, it doesn't really exist in this, <laughs> in this interaction. <laughs> of being on your cell phone and then it feels like it feels like you know especially with a lot of the the um quarantines and being isolated at home that has been an accelerator of of consciousness because it has made us realize like oh my god you know i i'm spending all this time disconnected and i there's got to be more to life Right. And so there's an opening, there's an asking from the world, from people for more. And what yes. it really is, it's a return, return to that connection, a return mm. to that deeper connection. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely, people are seeking out more, aren't they? They want to, to know that they, they sort of have an inner knowing or a, a sense of knowing that there's more to life than this. And so what is it? And those big questions then start to come up. And then they start to seek help and the teachers appear, as it were. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So talked about ancestors in, in that 
part of the conversation. And so, you know, this topic's all about being a parent or um, being somebody that cares for, has cared for children. And then how, how do we, how can we still show we care about our adult children or our loved ones um, without carrying them, without feeling that weight on our shoulders, without constantly worrying? I know my mum sort of relates worry and love and care to the same thing. You know, she said, well, of course I'm your mother. Of course I, I worry about you. I'm your mother. <laughs> so that's right. kind of carrying, isn't it? So, so, yeah. so how, how do we show that we care, we love, we support our, our adult children, our loved ones, without having that worry feel a weight on our shoulders? I think the the key for me has been because it's definitely I've definitely had lots of practice with a son who has um, a mental health diagnosis and a daughter who's a uh, drug addict, and then my father has dementia, he has Alzheimer's, and so it's very easy to get into the okay I'm a mother I'm a a daughter I have to act in a certain way to help them right. <clears throat> and there's varying degrees of what we think help looks like. <laughs> we know. Um, and the, the bigger picture is that every single person on the planet, I believe, has a journey that is uniquely theirs. And every choice they made from even before they were born, just choosing, I believe we choose our parents, we choose a certain experience that we want to have for the growth of our soul you know coming into a body on this planet and all of those choices are uniquely ours so when you think about that even things that to us seem horrible or we we witness someone suffering you know and this is only our perception we're not in their body we don't know if they're actually suffering even if they say they are um we have this idea that we have to somehow change their circumstances, change their journey. And that's not our job. That is not our job. I know my son was the first one to teach me this when he was, you know, he had a psychotic break when he was 19 and it totally shook, shook, you know, my world. But I learned that, you know, because I have the ability to tune into not the not the person that is having the psychotic episode, but his higher consciousness. And I would ask like, you know, what's going on? How can I help you? And he goes, I am fine. I'm having a blast. I love like getting in, in the police officer's faces and seeing if I can push their buttons. And I don't care if they break my glasses. And, and he just, he was having fun. He, he was not suffering at all. And that was a big wake up call for me, because to me, someone who's acting like that must be suffering, you know, mm -hmm. suffering with mental illness. And um, there were many times that people would, you know, when they would hear a story about what was going on with them, oh, I'm so sorry, that must be terrible. And I'm like, it's not, you know, it's not that fun being his mom and, you know, having to, you know, try and navigate so that I could find ways to, like my goal became finding ways to help him 
be able to help himself so that he had support that was not me so that he so that he could be supported on his journey and uh you know i'm happy to say all these years later he's now 34 um all these years later he is you know he's doing great he has his own apartment he has his two cats you know he has a relationship with the people that help care for him you know watch over him mm-hmm. and you know he's living his life it must have been really difficult as a mother to take such as 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 it would be perceived by others to take such a huge step back and allow him allow him to experience his journey but I, I think you you hit a saying, but you're not just stepping completely away. You're ensuring that he knows you're there for him. But not as a, well, you need to do it this way. You need to do it that way. This is because I think when we want somebody else to behave differently, it's, as you said, it's because that's what we expect of them. But it's also what makes us comfortable, isn't it, as well? Yes. Like, why can't you just do it my way? (laughs) I'd be far more comfortable with that. Thank you very much. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And, you know, realizing, you know, with a a daughter who has drug issues, it's like, well, if you, you know, there's many times I'm tempted to say, well, you know, why would you use drugs when you have these other options? And you, Mm -hmm. you it's like, that's, that is her choice. And, you know, there's no way I'm going to say that's a great choice to make in life. She wouldn't even say that. And yet that's what she's doing. And so it's very, um, it's important for me to keep remembering what I said before, which is it's her journey. And who knows what this part of her journey is going to lead to. I don't know. I can't, I can't know for people close to me, like I never get to see what their future is like. That wouldn't be good. No, no. No. But but how do you cope with or manage or more than manage, isn't it? You're not just managing here. You you are flourishing in your own in your own self. But how do you, you know, we all know the dangers of addiction, whether that's alcohol or um food disorders um and drugs. How do you stop yourself from because we know that we know that there's a potential for them in addiction is to OD? This is a big one. Yeah, how do you not want to literally lock your daughter up so she can't, you know, how how do you do that? (laughs) You know, and I dealt with that with my son too. There was a period of time when he was really off the rails and he was running around a big city, um, you know, just making mischief. And I wasn't so much about him worried about him hurting himself because he's not suicidal or anything, but I was, I thought someone, so if he says the wrong thing to the wrong person who has a knife or a gun, he's gone or injured. And so there was like a real possibility, you know, in the, in a city that something bad could happen to him. And for me, this, you know, this does not work for everyone. You know, I have clients that they're just, you know, their sensitivity level, this would make it worse. But for me, I, I need to go to the worst case scenario. I need to, for my own health, I need to say, well, what if someone shot him? What if my daughter OD'd? 
you know, I, we have, unfortunately, you know, uh, people that I know, people that do friends of my daughters um, who have died of overdoses. So it's, it's real and mm. it could happen. And so I've had to really look at, and I don't know how I would be if that happened. I don't yeah, really yeah. know until it happens, but I have to, for me going and just looking at the worst case scenario, I would be incredibly sad. I would be, but I would never, I don't believe that I would ever feel like I could have done something to prevent it because mm -hmm. I know now that I do not have control over anyone, you know, <laughs> other than myself. I, I, it's not up to me to me, even, even kids that are underage, we, we still have, you know, we have legal control over them. You know, mm -hmm. we can prevent them to a certain extent um, in legal decisions, but, you know, having raised teenagers that were very spirited, um, <laughs> you know, there was a lot of times that, you know, they would, they would do what they wanted. They just would sneak it, you know, they would do it behind my back, but they did what they wanted in a lot of cases. And I really didn't have as much control as I would have liked, or I thought I would have liked. Mm -hmm. So the control, just the, the, the feeling of wanting to control just comes from fear. You know, mm -hmm. we, we think about that worst case scenario or we hear about someone else who had a bad outcome and we think, oh my God, what if, oh, I better, you know, give her a different kind of advice or, you know, tell him, you know, that that's not a good idea. And the reality is, is, you know, you can talk to your blue in the face and they have a path that, that they're following. Right. And yeah. um, we don't know, you know, where it's going to lead. And, and how do you, how have you let go of the pretend, you know, like a lot of parents may blame themselves for what's happened with their children. I know you said they've got their own journey. You can't control what they do. But how do you let go of that guilt and the blame and, and potentially the shame? It was... You know, it was, it was, um, it's been an interesting process, I would say, you know, mm -hmm. when I look back with my son, his dad was still alive um, at the time he had the psychotic break and his dad had some undiagnosed mental health issues. So it was very easy to just say, oh, you're going to be just like your dad. His dad didn't need medicate. His dad was functioning, mm -hmm. um, but there was a lot of similarities. So I just, oh, it's just it's just, you know, he's going to be like his dad, but he isn't like his dad. He's, he's his unique self. And, and um, I realized that blame, blaming didn't help the situation at all. Like, yeah, or feeling yeah. guilty about it did not change the trajectory of how, how things happened. And because of my belief system that I really do believe that we pick our parents and we pick the journey that we're going to have, I thought, why would these two kids pick me? You know, hmm. like lucky me, I get, you know, I, I, and I do sometimes it's hard not to, you know, I listen to a friend talk about, Oh, my daughter did this and she's having a baby and she got married and they have a white picket fence and you know, that whole thing. And I'm like, you know, and I'll, I'll feel sorry for myself. But then I remember 
And I've had some wonderful friends and colleagues who've said to me, wow, you know, they picked you because they knew that you would support them and love them no matter what, even though they yeah. were going to have hard journeys. And then it's like, oh, could I see this as a privilege to parent kids who, you know, are super sensitive, super intuitive. Both of my kids are very, you know, they have their own gifts. <laughs> yeah. um, and, you know, it, it's it, sometimes it's a stretch. I will definitely be very honest with you and say sometimes it's a stretch to think, you know, that it's a blessing. <laughs> that I've been blessed. Yeah, I bet. I bet when you... <laughs> But but oh, here we go again. <laughs> yes. But ultimately, I have learned more from my kids than any spiritual book or spiritual teacher that I have ever studied with mm-hmm. because it has forced me to, to expand my perspective yeah. and to understand more deeply about the human journey. And, and it's a choice that you've made as well, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. You make a choice. You make a choice. Do I want to, do I feel guilty and blame and beat myself up and go and constantly tell my children, this is how they need to live. Or do I make a choice and get into a better feeling place so that I can, you've chosen unconditional love, haven't you? Over conditional love. Yes. Yes. You've made that, you've made a choice of having unconditional love for your children, no matter what. Right. And, and that's got to be, that's got to feel so much more empowering and uplifting and knowing that you can send that unconditional love to your children at any time. Yes, that, that is what they, they need. Mm-hmm. From, and that's, that's what, that's what kids need from us, no matter what their age, they just want to know that they're loved no matter what they do, they can make mistakes. They can, you know, they can go off the rails and that they still are loved no matter what, you know. And and you spoke about the trajectory, the journey that we all choose or that we all take. And we don't always know where that journey is going to go, how much of a positive impact it could potentially be on other people Mm -hmm. or the catalyst that they're being. Yes. for other people and the change that. the potential changes that can happen because that person went on that particular journey that perceived really that perceived wrong path yes yeah there was a there was a point some years ago where <clears throat> where my son did something that was against the law I don't even remember what he did but it was enough to land him in jail and I was horrible, like my, my, my baby's in jail, you know, it was, but he, he, I mean, he didn't love it because he didn't get to eat the kind of food he likes to eat, <laughs> but, <laughs> but he made friends and he, um, he's like, a he's a tree shaker. Like he, yeah. he was in there and he, he had people like buying him things and, you know, like he just, wherever he goes, like people love him. He finds his people. And, you know, he, when he was in the psychiatric hospital once he, um, there was a, an orderly that had, had used excessive force on him and he advocated for himself and he reported the guy, the guy ended up it apparently it had been a string of issues with this guy and 
reported him and got him fired you know so he's like he's like a laser beam going into whatever situation he's in and it's like that's not right and I'm gonna say something you know mm-hmm. so that is part of why he's here on the planet you know? but it's it's having a when you're having anybody whether it's your children your parents your loved ones clients it's on it's taking a step back isn't it as well and looking at a much much higher perspective and and knowing having a knowing that there's a bigger there's a bigger picture here yes yeah 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 Yeah. is there anything else you'd like to share in terms of what would you what advice would you give somebody a parent um that's struggling with a child that ha- an adult child that has a lot of un- a lot of issues, whether that's addiction, whether that's mental illness, but just you know maybe it's repeating negative relationships, um, whether it's food disorders, you know, a, a child, an adult child that's having a huge amount of issues in their life. What advice would you give a parent? I th- I the. The biggest thing I would say, even not just for parents, but if you're like, I I mentioned that my dad has Alzheimer's and Mm -hmm. sometimes very difficult decisions or knowing how to help. Um, And if you can cultivate within yourself, the relationship with your higher wisdom and really find in, you know, you can do that through meditation. You can do that through being in nature just connecting beyond, you know, the, the everyday mess that life can look like. Yeah. <laughs> so that you can hear that wisdom, that higher wisdom. And you can, you can ask, what can I do? Or is there anything for me to do about this? And what, you know, what is that if there is something for me to do? And a lot of times mine, my, the answer I get, which I kind of already know before I ask is just let them know you love them and you're sorry mm-hmm. that they're going through whatever, or, mm-hmm. you know, um, that's like the thing that I hear the most, but you might, there might be something to do and there might not. It's like, d- don't worry. The, and the other thing that really helps me is, you know, I often, even sometimes I have to imagine it if I'm not feeling it imagining myself surrounded by by wise elders guidance got you know guides that that are are here helping me and when I imagine my kids or a loved one completely surrounded by their own cosmic support team Mm -hmm. and it's like and you know and I kind of see them over there and they're like I'm good I got my support team around me you know and being able to visualize that really helps me when mm-hmm. when I want to meddle and try and fix stuff or make them do it the way I think they should. Mm-hmm. Lovely, thank you. I'd hope I think that was those words. You know, there's some real wise words in there, and I hope that helps helps our listeners. Um, so you have a book, or you have a book out called. Um, Wise Beyond Your Fears. So yes. tell us a little bit about this, um, this lovely book. I can't wait to read it. I haven't read it yet. Can't wait. It's, it's, a, it's been a long time coming. Um, what happened was, and I'll briefly describe, what happened was I, I 
never thought of myself as a writer at all. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, I would journal and, you know, write a little, you know, periodically. And then one day I just got this clear, like, go to your computer and start typing. I didn't even know what I was typing. And it felt very channeled, like it was coming from somewhere else. I'm like, wow, this is cool. And I started writing blog posts that I would also post on social media. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I did this for a number of years and people would say, Do you, is this like in a book somewhere? You know, these, you know, they would just be like a page or, you know, maybe a little over a page, these short things on a variety of topics, but always with the focus of, you know, some, somewhat what we're talking about today, somewhere like that, you know, mm-hmm. talking about how to, how to manage relationships of all different kinds and in whatever was going on in the world, it would be what I was learning personally from my experiences, as well as clients, as well as um, things that I was seeing that could help, help people via the system. So after enough people, enough time, people telling me, you know, you know, you should put these in a book. This should be a book. I was like, all right, like I'm going to do it. And it took me a while because it was, the material was already written and I had to figure out how to put it together, but putting it together, it really is what I realized once I got it together. And this is just my, my uh, author proof copy, but once I got it together, I saw what it was. It really is. And, and this would happen on social media. People, oh my God, they would say, that's exactly, how did you know? That's exactly what I needed to hear today. So it's really almost like an Oracle where you can say, all right, what, am, what, what is the message I need to hear? And you open it up and there's like a page or a page and a half of some bit of experience, wisdom, and it really is about my journey moving beyond my own fears because right. fear is what keeps me, you know, stuck, keeps us stuck. It, yeah, absolutely. But there's wisdom like a hair's width away from that fear. If you can just just get <laughs> the other side of it. And so this helps with that. It helps get through that fear into, all right, well, here's a different perspective. Here's a way I can look at it. So, yeah. Great. Thank you. And will um, where can they buy that book? Will that be Amazon? Amazon, yeah, yeah. Amazon, and it will be available, um, you know, in Europe. It, it um, I'm not sure exactly the the full mm-hmm. description, but it's but it will a, be yeah, yes. but Amazon, Amazon, Amazon for sure. Okay, yeah. great. Um, and it's an ebook as well. Right, so paperback and ebook, marvelous. Um, and the other thing that you you provide um you provide medical intuitive healing and spiritual guidance sessions. Yes. Um, and I'd just like to very briefly touch on on that my experience with you, Cheryl. Then, um, mm-hmm. I had a mini session, um, and was really oh, and I haven't told you this yet because I haven't given you any feedback about it yet. But <laughs> um, so I thought I was going to see Cheryl in for my kidneys, and then I was thinking about it. I'm thinking because I've had kidney issues since I was 17. And I think, actually, no, my kidneys feel like they're pretty good. It's more my digestion. I'm having some issues. I, I love food. And I'm, I really felt that I should be able to eat what I want when I want it. And I've been through that phase before. But being, um, having some menopause symptoms has, has affected my digestion. 
So I asked Sherilyn to go in and have a look. And you went straight to my pancreas and blood sugar levels. And I hadn't told you that I was getting dizzy. So I'm, I, have, I was getting dizzy and I was, I was also getting up about five times in the night to go for a wee. And I thought that was to do with my kidneys. Um, but actually, since you mentioned check out your blood sugar levels, um, I was skipping breakfast. I've been skipping breakfast for months. So I've stopped skipping breakfast. But that very night, um, I got up. I might actually, that night I got up once and I haven't got up once in the night for years. So that was amazing. <laughs> Thank you. And now I'm only getting up twice which, you know, before it was like five times. Um, so thank you for that. But the other thing is that you tuned into that I didn't even know. Um, I have a very close relationship with my mum and food, which mm. I knew. But the thing I didn't know, you mentioned my mum and you mentioned the, you know, the genetic or the, the ancestry line of food and food being an issue. Um, and my mum has dieted nearly near, near enough of her whole life. But what I didn't know, my nana died of pancreas issues and you went straight to my issue, my pancreas and worked on it. And she actually died from some issues of her pancreas. And the doctors initially didn't believe her. Mm. They didn't know that there was, they thought she was making it up. They couldn't find anything wrong, but then it came up that it was her pancreas. So, and you've specifically said to me, this is about your mum and your ancestry, your mum, your grandma, your mum's mum. And, yeah. and so th that was amazing. It blew my mind. So I just wanted to give that bit of feedback. Sherilyn, she's amazing to tune into your body. She really sees, sees things. So um, yes, please tell us a little bit about your, you know, what, what to expect in a session or what you can do for people. Well, um, and thank you. Thank you for that feedback. Because <laughs> I, I love hearing stories like that. Um, I, well, obviously from the story that you just shared, you know, part of what I do is if someone is having physical issues, um, I often, I won't say hundred percent of the time, I'm often shown into the body and what and can make adjustments. And um, I do it all etherically. There's no, you know, I'm not doing any surgery or anything like that. Um, although, you know, psychic surgery sometimes, mm -hmm. but it really is, you know, whatever's in the highest for the client, even if they're not coming to me for a physical issue, sometimes I will get a message, you know, that the emotional issue is actually in the body and right. that we need to make some adjustments. Um, in the body. Um, so that, and then just, you know, kind of what we talked about in this, in this interview, but also, you know, what the kinds of things that I talked about are in my book, people will come to me for those kinds of things where, you know, they're struggling in a relationship or in how they're feeling about themselves or in their, in their work in the world. Like, you know, what, why am I here? What's my purpose? And I work with a cosmic team of energies that, that will, will assist in whatever way to shift their consciousness so that they can do what they're here to do without feeling encumbered by, you know, doubt or fear or whatever to help move forward. Um, 
I also do something really cool called a business matrix session where I go into a business or a business that that someone is going to be forming. You know, it might be in the very beginning stages or it might be something established. And I see it kind of holographically like a matrix and I can see where things need to line up to have the business flow in a certain way mm -hmm. or, um, you know, if they're considering like a partnership or bringing someone into the company, we can look and see how that person's matrix fits in. Mm -hmm. um, and I do that for individual entrepreneurs and their businesses, as well as a business as a whole and mm -hmm. employ the employees. So that's a fun thing. Yeah, that sounds thing. really fun. Yeah. And, and how can people reach you, Cheryl? Then how can they reach out to you the, and the find best, out more about working with you? The, be the best thing is to go to my website and it's thecosmicconduit.com. Yeah. Um, there's a contact form there and they can reach out that way brilliant and and we'll share those links on the on the page as well on the podcast page Very thank good. you so much Sherilyn it was a real pleasure talking to you and um, you I thoroughly well. enjoyed I thoroughly enjoyed uh, our interview and I hope for the listeners that was that was very helpful and until next time um, I hope, well, I hope you'll all tune in for our next episode on exponential potential. Thanks again, Sherilyn. Thank you. Thank you for listening. We'd love to hear your comments and feedback. And if you've enjoyed it, please click on that subscribe button. Give us a thumbs up and feel free to share. Join us for our next episode of the Exponential Potential podcast. Ignite your potential and thrive in times of great change.